Hi, hello. Um, hello, lovely people, and welcome back to the common room. Uh, you know, as per normal, there's not every person can be here, but that means that we get to hang out and have some excellent times, talk about behind the scenes things, talk about other things that Team Dungeons and Doctors have been doing behind the scenes. We've got something very fun to show off a little bit later on because spoilers are fun and hinting at things is fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm and a big don't fan worry. Of, of Easter eggs for future things. Oh, yeah. I also think uh, it, it's great because the stream get to find something out before the podcast do because this will come out after the stream probably by about two or three weeks. <laughs> Depends how quickly so, I get to editing it. Yeah. And um, also the fact that we have the wonderful joy um, that both Ross and Joe won't necessarily know what's said in this stream either. So mm, that's good yeah. and lovely. They're in uh, totally different time zones to us currently. They are, which is why they are not here. Um, mm. Ross is currently abroad and uh, Joe now lives abroad. Jerk. She abandoned me. It's fine. It's fine. I'm not bitter. <laughs> it's not a problem at all. She's still in the Commonwealth. That's at least something. No, it's, it's nothing. It's nothing. <laughs> Yeah, she moved to the UK, for those who, who are not aware. Um, she moved to the UK, which makes recording interesting, but we are still doing it, and we, I don't think we've really missed any episodes, which is, which is yeah, nice. Yeah, I think there was there was a couple recordings uh, in the, like, moving phase of things. Yeah. Uh, and we got, we were creative with our recording schedule, and we had some, like, Cobalt Caper behind the, like, recording things um so that it didn't need joe to be there yeah and i think we did quite well in not interrupting the schedule too much with that um i don't think i don't think everyone was quite aware that she'd moved to well literally the opposite side of the world to you um uh, compared to 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 what we normally do but recording in advance probably helps that as well yes we definitely had a backlog of things um we're able to record some like other shows in between um yeah so if, if you've if you've missed having sneak in cobalt capers there's a reason mm. yeah we didn't just be like no joe you can't do this you're bad at being a cobalt we were like no we want joe to be a cobalt but she's not um available mm-hmm. yeah we had to we had to do some some creative scheduling mm. uh even now our, our, our recording schedules need to be creative. Look, I'm sure Joe loves recording at 8 o'clock in the morning on the weekend. That's her favourite thing to do. No? No? Just me? Yeah. I mean, it's it's fine. It yeah. works for us. Yeah, it's it's definitely odd now that Daylight Savings has also kicked in in Australia. Like, Oh, yeah. Uh, so... For those who've never met us before, Ben, who who the heck are you? So that people oh. can, other than other than uh, the wonderful DM behind Dungeons and Doctorates, who who the heck are you? Oh, well, I was going to say that I'm the DM for Dungeons and Doctorates. Well, that that okay. Um, who am I? Jeez, I am, uh, I am a science, a, a trained science communicator. It's true. Um, someone who was in in. I wouldn't say in academia. I was at university for a long time. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I've just read chat. Uh, chat has decided that you are the person that they spoke to on Twitter about dying in one shots. <laughs> yeah, in the past two weeks. Um, mm. uh, I died in two different streams. Um, I was a guest on the Meeples and Dragons Radiant Shadows for their Halloween game. Thank you very um, much for filling in while I was desperately unavailable. 
Uh, I'm not. I am not the Australian Sean Bean. Um, <laughs> um, no, no, no. That did not say you are the Australian Sean Bean. Chad have called you Twitch's Sean Bean. That is a different issue. That seems. That seems like a lofty aspiration. And to be fair, if I had a quarter of the acting ability of Sean Bean, that would be incredible. No, I mean, I, I died there. I died in Fate's grip uh, yeah. for their Halloween game. Now, to be fair, they were both Halloween games, and death is pretty common in Halloween games. Ben, I can say that I have died precisely once in a game. Mm-hmm. Ever. Uh, mm-hmm. And that was ever so slightly planned so that we could get my character out because I was only there, supposed to be there for a one shot and then we were partway through combat so I had to come back. So we killed me by death by Mind Flayer Lady in the Tramp. Yeah, so, so Tam- Tammy has my back. Um, I-, I died. I went down in a game that she ran over the weekend, yeah. but I didn't die. It came very close, but it yeah. didn't die. So maybe it's I- only streamed games. I mean, as Anne says, you should just embrace it. This is your shtick now. Mm-hmm. There's there, oh, hi NVC. Hello, hello, fellow person on my side of the country uh, who has clearly just gotten home from work because that's what happens to us uh, in order to be able to stream. Uh, but uh, Ben, I also I also uh, think you are selling yourself short because you had another podcast long before Dungeons and Doctorates. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You you do other things on the internet. Uh, yes, uh, I did a podcast for two years, three years, something like that uh called non-peer reviewed it was a light-hearted look at science news and science research things um it is where i think that was the like the first yeah that was the time that was the place where like kate and ross and joe met through various episodes uh, i mean i met ross through non-peer reviewed i knew yeah. you through young science of australia and i knew joe because of Science circuits. So, yeah, but Ross I think met I, I am the weird. through non-peer reviewed, and yeah. then yeah, Ross met everyone through non-peer. That's true. No, Ross met me uh, through a housemate. We we were housemates first. That's true. That's true. You were. Um, you were. New one shot where everyone is banned and they all get killed. Yes, please. Uh, yes, please very much. Uh, I will play like the very, non-peer reviewed of everyone version. Is John. Of ben. Yeah. Everyone is John, but everyone is Ben. Mm. Everyone is Ben. Maybe that's our Christmas our Christmas thing. Um, that's too many people in my head already. <laughs> Yeah, I'll play the non-peer-reviewed Ben. Um, Ross can play Dean Doctorate's Ben. Joe can play Science Communicator Ben. <laughs> Sounds terrifying. Uh, yeah, uh, I I do comms uh, for science people. Um, and I do various storytelling TTRPG things. Yes. Uh, Kate, where do people know you from? Uh... What do you do? I am a performing monkey. Um, uh, people might know me from my stints on the internet as a moderator because apparently 17, no, it's more than that now. It's like almost 20 different channels that I mod for is is a, is fine. That's, that's a fine number of channels to have sword powers in. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, NVC, I love it. Thank you so much. Uh, sorry, the suggestion was, it was the Ben before Christmas and all through the house. Um, I feel like I did that with a cobalt caper once. Yeah, if you haven't, we uh, we should. I think now. I have. I think I rewrote uh, a cobalt oh, no, paper. The, the turkey a... one. The turkey one was was. The... Yeah, no, I've I've definitely done, how like, Halloween or Christmas. Yeah. Introductory. I think it was a Christmas introduction for cobalt capers yeah, once. I think so. Yeah. Um, but Kate, uh, aren't you yes, also? I was, a, an I was going. I was going performer? there. Hang on. Hang on. We we got we got sidetracked. I was I was I just I just couldn't let twas the bend before Christmas mm. uh, slip away. 
Uh, so I am a, I'm a moderator for lots of lovely beans. Uh, a lot of those beans are people that I do theatery performance things in. Ah, uh, look at that. Uh, NVC put all caps on that very nice compliment for me that I now don't have to take because it was in all caps and it's been taken out by auto mode. <laughs> can, I, um, um, can, I, can I allow it? Can I nope. allow it? No. No, me... it's been deleted by Nightbot. Uh, <laughs> I can see it though. Uh, I can read I it know out you loud. Can. But anyway, uh, so I do performery things in real, in the real life, in the analog space. Um, I uh, am currently doing some Shakespeare. I recently took my one woman show, All the Best Roles Are Written for Men, over to Melbourne after a Perth season. I don't know, maybe something will happen with that in the future. Listen to the podcast and you'll find out. Um... Mm-hmm. I uh, uh, use my day job to work in formal and informal education spaces, uh, mostly now teaching children about performing arts, but also uh, bits of science and maths and other things. Um, so I uh, also uh, perform over on the Meeples and Dragons Radiant Shadows campaign, um, as I would argue the sweetest little halfling around, but not the one that currently bears that title. Uh, doing a, a ridiculous accent and being just too darn nice as uh, a couple of people have established they just don't know how to deal with my very very nice niceness uh, that's as the Braun. game where where you spontaneously disappear occasionally it is it's and almost like they... I spontaneously have real world things that get mm-hmm. in the way of my ability to play but, that but, game. It, but the real world is is has been explained in, in recent episodes I believe oh. yeah Oh, I mean, yeah, we've 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 the sort absences of... <laughs> are being explained in world. Yeah, no, and we um we very much have like built for that because that's been important as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think if this. Oh, the other thing that people might know me from, which is probably a really good segue, um, is that I ran a really stupid panel at PAX Australia called Crit on Kiss the Monster Manual, mm-hmm. uh, where mm-hmm. I tricked five very excellent beans into saying stupid things about whether they would or would not uh, do not so very wholesome things to different D&D monsters. Um, we're not going to talk too much about the panel itself uh, in detail on account of this might go out as a podcast and we would have to cut this entire section out because we're pretty family friendly and that panel was not. Um, I am waiting on a hard drive full of footage to come across from Melbourne and then there will be a VOD for that. It will not be on the DN Doctorates channel. It will probably be the case that I will try and, I don't know, do a watch along on my Twitch that doesn't get streamed on or put it on YouTube or both. Mm-hmm. So it, it'll be, if you follow Kate on social happen. media, you can find it. You'll there. know because too many people will yell at me if I don't tell them when it goes up mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, it has been, it was an excellent time. Uh, and uh, there was a, another person who, who was at PAX who didn't PAX much last year. They PAXed a little bit, uh, Mr. Benjamin Keenan. Uh, but I convinced to do the entire PAX weekend this weekend this time around. It was an easy uh, sell, let's packs? be honest. It was an easy sell. Um, it was great. I was right. I, I, I was PAX, So last year, I I ummed, I, I, I erred, I delayed, and then I was only able to get a Sunday ticket. Yes. So I was only able That's to true. do one day. This year, basically as soon as tickets were available, uh, I was like, oh, we should do packs this year. And Kate was like, do packs. And I was like, okay. And I okay. did the three Okay, bought, Kate, I'll do packs. <laughs> and I bought the three day ticket. Yeah. Um, it was so much fun. Uh, getting to hang out with all of the cool people was great. Yes, I absorbed you into my bubble of humans. It was grand. Uh, um, I think the common, the, the common room packs episode I did where I took a 
I took mm. uh, this microphone, in fact, to PAX yeah. with me, um, which is why the audio quality is very different. Uh, into did some some vox pops um, at PAX, interviewed people, and I'm pretty sure every person I interviewed said that their favorite thing about PAX was getting to see all the people and meet all the people in person. Like every single person was like, "Yeah, I love meeting all the people." Like, yeah. Because, because it is. the it's people the best. are the best. The people are the best. And also I think like for me anyway, and I don't know I don't know how true this is for you, I only get one or two opportunities a year to see all the people. Because I live very far away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um whereas like, you know, and I think um Anne and NBC, who are both in the chat at the moment, would appreciate this that like a lot of us don't get the time to hang out with the other creatives that exist in the same space as us because we have day jobs and lives and stuff that gets in the way and it's mm-hmm. you know annoying because we'd rather be hanging out with good fun excellent people like i think um, i think at pax i must have said some variation of oh yeah i live in melbourne like a million times because i wanted everybody to who's in melbourne to know that i am also in melbourne and this is why, Ben, you need to advertise yourself more, but we're getting, that's a different tirade for a different time, mm-hmm. <laughs> so. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I think, yeah, as, I mean, I am aware that NVC lives in an isolated cave in the mountains like the goblin that they are, because that's, I, I live in a sand dune. This is, this is just no mm-hmm. knowledge. I mean, NVC, uh, as only appearing on Dungeons and Doctorates as a kobold is just like method acting really oh, hard. Yeah. Oh yeah. Can we, can, uh, th- that's, that's what we need, NBC, please, is uh, you as kobold minis. Thanks very much. Um, <laughs> or or just three like, kobolds or, in a trench coat. Or I would, I would accept NBC's uh, head photoshopped onto Gollum's body uh, in a cave <laughs> with like God. a tail to be, be a bit more koboldy. That is an image I did not need in my brain, Ben. Ben, Welcome. sir, I'm really glad that a particular friend of ours uh, is not in the chat right now because that my facial expressions would definitely have been gift and mm. I'm glad that they won't be. Um, but Ben, if there was one thing that you um, didn't expect out of PAX that you, that happened, what, what would that be for you? Because I know you sort of, you'd had a Sunday, you hadn't mm. fully committed mm-hmm. as, as people have said, 2023 was the, that Ben committed. What, what were you surprised by about PAX? Um, that maybe um, I hadn't realised before. What am I surprised by? Besides yeah. Critical Kiss the Monster Manual and the reactions? I mean... Uh, you like, filled that theatre, Kate. Yeah, I found out more recently that we were the fullest that that theatre was the entire weekend. Amazing. To the point that there were enforcers outside not letting people in. Mm-hmm. Whoops. Uh, uh, so I guess I have yeah. to run it again next year. Guess you do. <laughs> Yes, you do. Uh, oh no. Uh, let's see. Okay. Um, unexpected thing from PAX. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, cause I, I think I also had like a lot of FOMO last year where I was like, oh, yeah. it sounds like all these people are doing fun things together. I want to go do the fun things with people. Um, yeah. and so like the idea of going out and doing karaoke during like at night with a bunch of cool, fun people sounded awesome and not something i was surprised by um i guess i would be surprised by how quickly 
the bonds formed with TTRPG people. That's what I'd be yeah. surprised. It. This is a very specific niche thing that Kate will understand. It had Tessie vibes of like yeah, how quickly, I, yeah. like no. science, <laughs> back to our science camp days, how quickly like bonds yeah. form with people when you're going through a thing and you're spending like seven you're living hours in each together. Other's pockets. Yeah. You're living in each other's pockets. I, yeah, I, um, I very much know what you mean. And I think for me, that was last year um, mm-hmm. because I didn't know anybody last year. Not really. Uh, so it, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's a wild ride. If you've never been to PAX, and, and I mean, I think we obviously experience it differently as creators as opposed to mm-hmm. observers, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was wild running into a whole bunch of people that I didn't know that I know who go to PAX. I was like, oh, you're at my panel. Mm, I know you in the real world. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, especially yeah. uh, like people I knew from uni who I did not expect to see there or, or things like that. But um, I think it is wild how fast, especially from cre- a creator's perspective, you do just connect with everybody and kind of at, by accident form you know, you can puke as much as you like about the phrase "found family," but it, mm. but it kind of is. It's your like little Pax family that you can lean on when it's all a lot, because it does get a lot. There's a lot of um, there's a lot on. There's a lot of m- madness and mayhem and chaos by a whole bunch of people. And- yes. Ooh, asterisk. Seeing Dungeons and Doctorates merch in the wild, like out in out people yeah. wearing it. Yeah, it's I um. I knew that Rachel, uh, my friend Rachel, who was coming to PAX, was her first PAX. Um, I knew she was bringing her Dean Doctorate's merch. I did not know Heath was basically going to wear Dean Doctorate's merch for half the weekend, sir. Antipode and D20. Rude. Um, <laughs> but yeah, crazy. Um, my friend Rachel's phone case is one of our old phone case designs um, that mm. we're phasing out um, for reasons, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I think it was it was wild to see to see some of those those things happen. Um, it's I like, mean, my, oh, wait, yeah. where, and like and hanging out with people who I saw on panels last year. Oh yeah, no, I'd forgotten that you like hadn't really engaged with a lot of those people like that at mm. all. Because um, I went to a pre-pax meetup on the Thursday um, with a whole bunch of people. I'm sorry. I was invited through someone and I couldn't mm-hmm. invite other. I, no, no, I didn't, totally, I don't feel comfortable inviting people to things I that they're I not invited it. to. Right. Um, and next I, year. Next year. Um, I think it was wild to be like, I am in this room. Why am I in this room? Mm-hmm. What am I doing here? Yeah. Cause, um, I mean, you I ran you ran a panel, so like that's yeah, that's but, like a level of like that's but, that's what I want to be on a panel. I want to be on a panel or run a panel next year. But Ben or both. Ben, you have to understand. Mm-hmm. I pitched that panel, not thinking it would get up, sir. So. Yeah. <laughs> I pitched that panel, being like, eh, I don't. I'm not. I'm a nobody. I I don't exist. It's fine. There'll be no like you know whatever. Mm? I think. Oh I no! How now much, I have to run the panel. I wonder how much ah. like. Baldur's Gate 3 like walked so that you could run in that particular no, panel. I, no, I uh, well, I, I pitched it in June 
July. That's true. Although Baldur's we Gate found 3 out has in been in August. Yeah, but like it wasn't for a while. Yeah, I think. I mean, we know from I, last I'm year. I'm underestimating a particular like, community of people. That's what's happening right now. Well, what was really so? I've you know, I hang out on Twitch because I'm a mod, but I also hang out on Twitch because that's where the cool people are. Um, and I case think, end point. Well, mm, mm, mm. No, oh yeah, it's you. Us. No, you're talking okay. about yourself. It's fine. It's it's and then also like the lovely chat who are just hang on, wait, hanging uh, out, like listening to us. Case uh, in point. Case in point. Case in point. Pointing but to it, the case. No, I am you. not the case. No. I have you, never you mod, you mod I have how never many been... things. You were definitely on Twitch. No, no, that, that therefore makes me a nerd. There's a difference. Oh, okay. <laughs> um and a defense mechanism. Uh, or to quote a friend of mine, she's creative but she's a threat. A triple threat. Uh, but um I think it's it was wild to me. I think I I picked the right people. And also we knew from the previous year how successful the uh oh god, um spicy mass effect panel had been mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i was like well look i'll throw this at the wall i want to do that which like that but in combination with one of the other panels that i saw and then like make it audience interactive because that's the one thing that i'd noticed that didn't happen all the time and i was like look audience interactivity is not that hard she says as a teacher um and a person who's dealt in like interactive performance for a long time um so why not do that? And I think the combination of knowing that spicy stuff sells, knowing that the D and D, like the D and D and TTRPGs in general, are a core part of PAX, mm-hmm. and therefore distinctly different from the spicy Mass Effect, spicy Dragon Age bucket. Yes. And then, and the audience get to join in mm-hmm. is a three point selling thing that I'd not thought about with my producer hat on. I guess. Um, mm-hmm originally so it's cool it was weird it was bizarre uh that was my surprise from pax was like i i don't know that you saw me immediate like long before the panel but i just watched the line get longer Mm -hmm. and longer no i was hanging out with longer uh mvcdm promethean and emily before that panel uh and then like walking up and seeing their reactions to that line was great for those who were not at pax australia which is what we're talking about. Um, they have like the normal line and then they have like the overflow line and then they have the like second overflow line. We filled the second overflow line, which what? What do you mean? Yeah. I mm. People um, really wanted into that panel. People really wanted into that panel. Mm-hmm. And I have still got no idea why I'm the... the, the I should have known, and I I had no, I had no confidence. Like I stand by, I have brilliant con man syndrome. I'm very good at making you all think that I'm much better at this stuff than I am. Uh, it's not imposter syndrome. It's a level up because it's yeah. like, aha, I tricked you. Yes. I still don't get it, but I tricked you. I think that's an improvement on imposter syndrome. Mm, no, it's 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 imposter syndrome at a masquerade ball. Um, yeah, like. Ah, oh, look, I mean, we know that there's a particular person in the chat who uh, spends, who has, has been vastly too too nice to our entire community um, the whole time. Someone particularly good at statistics. 
someone very good at statistics. And I felt really bad because I was so overwhelmed by the weekend that I did not have the brain space to interact with them properly because I, uh, <laughs> I was trying to do that and fringe and not turn into a robot and it was it was all mm-hmm. quite a lot well, well I mean, my yeah, poor you, were on, you were on a panel of D trivia and you ran a panel <laughs> i did um that D trivia gave me some great ideas i'm terrified uh we are not bringing the concept of methods into this world too much because i know that our chat in twitch will start saying things that should not mm-hmm. be said on a reasonably mm-hmm. family-friendly mm-hmm. channel mm-hmm. uh but it uh, it certainly was was the time. Um, I learned a lot about beholders. I'm terrified. Yeah. What I now know about beholders. Yeah, beholders. Um, mm. Yeah, it was it was gross. Uh, but oh no, yeah. Uh, Matt Brown made a method shirt, and it's 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 a lot. Uh, but Ben, we have been gas bang away for half an hour, um, and it feels only right that we do what we normally do with no compliments are happening in the chat. I'm not looking at it. Mm-hmm. Ignoring all of you, um, that we do what we normally do when we come into the common room, which is like proper Q and A that audience yes. and other people have yes. uh, sent us. Um, we have had some that we have had sitting around for a while because we don't do these very often, and sometimes when we are doing them, the questions aren't the right questions for the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have ones for Ben that have been sitting in the in the maelstrom of of our uh, Google form. Uh, but chat, if you do have uh, questions, uh, please do pop them in chat. Um, I will see them, I will note them, and I will try and get to those as well. Uh, apologies to those of you listening, but you had your opportunity to get in on the Google form. You've had over a week's worth of notice. Uh, there's nothing I can do for you. Uh, you but just, just do sending questions. The next common room. And do sending questions. That that form is open all the time. Um, it's on our link tree. You can send them in whenever you have questions, and we will catch them as fast as we can. So, um, I have some questions here, uh, and I think what ties quite nicely to what we were just talking about is, um, we had a question from someone a while ago about what our favorite listener interaction has been. And I think us coming off of PAX, the two of us probably have had the most interaction with people who have listened, um, compared to a lot of people. Uh, what has been your favorite listener interaction? that you have had the joy of engaging with. And I think I know what yours is, but I'm not going to answer it for you because that's a rude thing to do. I don't know. That's tough. I love interacting with everybody who listens to the show. Mm. I don't think I've had a single bad interaction with somebody who listens to the show. I know, which is wild, right? Like we create content on the internet and everyone is nice. We get a lot of bots sometimes on like SoundCloud, but that's just, those aren't people, those are bots. Those aren't people, those are bots. And we know Um, how I feel about bots, so. mm, Yeah. Uh, I love me some stats. Yeah, that's what I thought you were going to say. And (laughs) it is such a unique thing as a DM to be able to succinctly look at all the roles, all of the the attacks, and and just get a breakdown of like this person dealt this much damage, this person yeah. took this much damage, this person was successful in their roles this many times. Like somehow Kate doesn't get damaged very much and is now the tank again. Like I need to stop. Tanking. I think I think I in the understand. latest uh, stats, Ross I think took more damage than you did. No, no, no. But my point is, I don't get Previously. hit. Yes. I don't get hit, and I blow stuff up. I don't know how I don't get hit. 
I'm the wizard. You're always you're always the furthest away from danger. You always are the, the one getting the furthest. Like every t- the number of times you do an action and then I go to move on and you're like, actually Ben, I wanna move away 30 feet. I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, potential, off you go. I'm sorry. Uh, no, you're you know, a wizard. You it know what? Makes sense. But also, you know where she comes from. We haven't mm-hmm. we haven't talked too much about the Imperium in the show, uh, really. Mm. But I have a sneaky suspicion that she got she got some training, yo. Like, what do you yeah. want? <laughs> yeah. So I think I think being a, like, there's something not only just from like a this person really cares about the show to yeah. a level that is very intense, and I love it. But also it's really valuable for me to be able to see those things Mm -hmm. because I'm not going through at the end of every episode and like tallying things up. Yeah. So being able just to like see, oh, this person's hitting this many skill checks or this many things or like, wow, I really didn't do that much combat in the latest couple episodes or latest, like however many episodes uh, this was like, oh, I should, I should do some more combat. I should do like, just like seeing seeing how these interactions, seeing how these things have gone, really interesting. Uh, yeah, from a from a DM point of view, like it's really, yeah, really interesting. I, I'm sure there are other people out, like other high level shows, like Critical Role or something, would have fans who do this kind of stuff. Mm. Um, oh, I mean, you see it, like you, you that that stuff's in the zeitgeist for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but just like like having somebody who is a fan of the show doing that is really really cool. Mm. Uh, I mean, also just like yeah. running into people and like them telling me about funny things that they had in the show or like theories. I love people telling me their theories for things. Like um, we know what's going to happen next. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, um, although yeah. I, I, I think one of my, I mean, obvious, like my favorite fan, if I had to pick one, is of course Ooh. my fiance. I mean, like that's fair and valid. That mm-hmm. is fair and valid because like... I, I think she would be mad at you if that was not the case, and I would have mm-hmm. to be mad at you on her behalf. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. she has some very interesting theories and some very like pointed criticism that I am like, okay, I'll take that on board. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, if you've noticed that I have been tying up loose ends, there was some criticism that I kept putting in new loose ends. You and do. Not- you do that a lot. You're like, here's a present, and I'm like, but I want to play with the old toy and finish it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's over yeah. there. Yeah. She, <laughs> she took it away from me. I need a, I, I think the criticism was something along the lines of, Ben, I love the show. You need to answer some of these questions you keep putting into the show. I'm like, I do. Okay, I get it. I get it. I'll, I'll start doing yeah. that. I need to stop, stop asking more questions, start answering some. It's not even that. It's that you open so many doors, and then the doors don't get shut behind us, even if they ch- should or would be. Right? Yeah, like, I think I think I mean, part I was of good. it is I come from a background of running really open world D and D games. Yeah, and rec- li- having unanswered questions is just part of life. Like you can't answer all of those doors, but but, but we're creating world, content on the yes, internet. <laughs> exactly, I'm creating a show. Yeah. yeah, I think that's always that. That part of it's actually really interesting to me is that people. Like, I am acutely aware, I think, probably more so than a lot of our team, that we are creating content. Um, and it's probably because I come from a performance background. It's probably because that's the point, right? Is that, like... And I hadn't really played D&D outside of this when we started. So I was like, right, content brain. Um, and, 
yeah, you do. You have to give people some closure along the way. You mm-hmm. can then open up at as many doors as you like. Yeah. But you have to give them the closure. Yes. I think this quote-unquote second season, I've been answering a lot of questions that I posed in the first yeah. season. I think also, like... I mean, I felt it as a player. I was like, Ben, you need to make them deal with the fact that I'm depressed because I, the player, am not having fun Mm -hmm. (laughs) playing a sad sack. Yeah. Um, But, like, that's, I mean, that's entirely on me. I made that choice. (laughs) But um, they did not make it easy. Uh, But I think for me, uh, my favourite, like, listening interaction is there are people who I didn't know listened to the show who listened to the show... And then they pop up in like the stream chat or like on social media. And I'm like, wait, what? Hi, you. Mm, yep. I know you. Um, so I'm going to give my shout out to Bad Catman, um, who is a beautiful human, real world friend of mine from when I was at uni um, here in uh, the city that I live in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it runs the, well, is part of the team that runs the Forgotten Realms wiki. Because we keep popping up on the front page of the Forgotten Realms wiki. Mm. Sir? Mm-hmm. Sir? Mm. I appreciate you, but... <laughs> mm. Why? <laughs> I'm a potato. <laughs> what, what is going on? Shout um, out to the Forgotten Realms wiki. Great resource. Shout out to the Forgotten Realms wiki. Very good resource. Great for me for the panel. Great for lots of people for lots of things. Can thoroughly recommend. Um, uh, go check out that friend you of ha- mine's... You probably... If, if you've ever searched a D&D monster or some random D&D thing, you've probably seen the Forgotten Realms wiki. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like the highest search, chat, like, the yeah, highest search result, basically. The, it's, it's an 18-year-old wiki that uh, has been running since 2005. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically s- novels, games, movies, source books, all of it in one place. Yeah. And is a really, really good resource. Um, the person who I know does a lot of the back end of it, so the, the friend of mine, um, works really hard uh, and his day job has to do with uh, ensuring that editing is correct and, and things like that. So, like, it's there's, he has lots of good experience at making sure the stuff is right mm-hmm. and accurate and so on. Um, and I know they've been doing lots of stuff recently about, like, the Githyanki for... Baldur's Gatey kind of reasons. Oh yeah, Baldur's Gate three must have been a huge like. Suddenly, there are all this all this new information coming in. Yeah, mm. and I think just just updating, making sure stuff's updated, cross checking stuff. Um, but yeah, and like everything's broken out by like board games versus magazines versus movies versus source books and all that. So. Um, if you are looking for it, I do recommend it. We are not sponsored by the Forgotten Realms Wiki, but I, I fully appreciate. No, if anyone does want to sponsor us, uh, hi, yeah. hello. Uh, hello. We have let's, been making it too long. We have people that listen to our show. People yeah. listen to us. I swear. I swear they do. I promise. We have dozens of fans. Dozens. <laughs> and and the world over. Just, just to be clear, the world over. Mm. Um, ben, I've got another question for you. Okay. Uh, which has been raised by Axel4272. Okay. Uh, and the entire question is, favourite NPC crossover slash cameo? It's the whole question. So have you got a favourite, like, NPC favorite moment or cameo? NPC cameo. Yeah. It's, it's my world. Cameo. It's, it is your world. Um, I've had characters 
uh, I have had characters make cameos from other campaigns that I've run. Is, is that a thing is that, that counts? Is that like the dessert wizard? Yeah, dessert the dessert wizard. wizard. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Parfait, the dessert wizard, is a character from another game that I've run. Yeah. Uh, like many years ago. Uh, and I just like full, just like, oh, this same person, whole, this NPC wholesale has been brought across to yeah. do like a study abroad thing in Ferromasters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because they're such an interesting, fun character. Um, yeah. Oh, we love Parfait. There's, the Parfait. there's the, the wizard that you met briefly, who's a an adjunct professor on campus. Um, a few of those. <laughs> we, we the, uh, he was having a debate about dressing like a wizard. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we have a lot of characters in the world, Ben. I, I don't know that I remember every yeah, adjunct professor, just uh, the way that... A real student doesn't remember every adjunct professor. Every That's adjunct true. professor. That's true. Um, I I know his. Yes, thank you, Zanagami. Biffnaz. Oh the, yes. The there reason I I hesitated on the name is because there are other characters in other in other pieces Versions of, of media. World. Yes. That I do not own. Do I? Yes. I do not have any right to. Who Biffnav just? Uh, Biffnaz is just a. Passing resemblance to mm-hmm. a, he, he's a passing resemblance to a certain uh, realm hopping wizard uh, from other pieces of literature. Mm. Mm. Um, that has appeared in at least two different book series <laughs> by different authors who just yeah. happen to be friends. Yeah, uh, that I was particularly fond of. It's, it's very true. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't. Have, have a response to this because I love all the NPCs and we all know who my favourites are so we don't need to talk about it anymore and we also know who my least favourites are and because Ben and I are horrible people we have plans that are going to make my life a living hell it's great mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, I regret that conversation but I don't because the content's going to be great but also oh no <laughs> yeah <laughs> what oh, I it's, it's so much fun when the player is like I have this terrible idea Ben and I'm like tell me more yeah. And then we, we plan. But I'm also right that it's yeah. good content. I'm like, it's oh, yeah. going to be so not fun for me. It's going to be so much fun for me. I think it's going to be so much fun for one of the players who is not in this call who's going to want to kill us. <laughs> That's the best thing. We're like, hey, I have this fun idea for this player, this character. Uh, you should do this thing to them. And it's like, I should do that should thing do that to thing. them. Let's sit down and, and talk for 10 minutes and plan. 10, sir. It's more than 45 minutes of how does this scene look? How does this scene look? What is the seating arrangement? Let's work oh, this out. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. Uh, it's it's what I, I've, I've said to, to people before. I am not a director, but I am a dramaturg. So if, if there's a concept, I can make it as good as possible. I'm gonna hate it, but I can make it as good as possible. That's I, I if if you can talk to your DM and you're like, hey, I have this this idea for a character yeah. in our group. You could do this thing to them, and I think that would be very entertaining and funny. And you tell your DM, and they'll probably go, that would be entertaining and funny. <laughs> and and you just go, oh, someone's gonna kill me. Uh, yeah. So uh, no spoilers, but there is a dining table involved. That's that's all. We'll, that's what we'll say. That seems mm-hmm. fair. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a lovely question here about uh, 
<laughs> paperwork. Mm-hmm. So, Ben, mm-hmm. you have established in the world that there is paperwork for what happens when you have an unexpected planar travel, like yes. we all did at one point. I'm not going to go too much in depth as to why we had unexpected planar travel forms to fill out, uh, in case people aren't up to date. Uh, mm. But, you know, that, needless to say, it's, it's an important piece of paperwork at a university where magic happens. Yes. But, um... How specific are some of the forms that people need to fill in? For example, is there an unexpected absence due to being shrunken down by fe- a fellow society member? For example. Hmm. I don't know where that example would come from. I can't imagine getting shrunken down somewhere would happen to very many people at a university. I mean, listen, but, enlarge, uh, reduce is a spell. It is. It's a uh, I would say it wouldn't be that specific, but it would. Pro- there would probably be like absence due to transfiguration or like something like uh, uh, un- unwanted uh, unexpected transfiguration effects yeah like yeah. i couldn't sorry i couldn't take my test i was a donkey or like i was i was baleful polymorphed into something else i've been a cat for the yeah. past six days help me yeah very much in use in the druid circles one would assume uh when people are trying to to morph into new things I'm sorry I missed that. Stuck. I'm sorry I missed that semester. I I turned into a bear and had the overwhelming desert like urge to hibernate. Like yeah, yeah, very, very. Bad. I, I I I ate too much and had a food coma for three months. Yeah, oh, like valid. That's that's a real world issue that uh that that feels that just feels too real, Ben. Um, mm. um, I'm just trying to see if there's anything else. Well, look, I mean. We, we can, this is one that technically is for everybody, but I feel like the two of us can probably talk at length about it regardless. Um, as a more science-y D&D series, uh, what is the most scientific thing that has been in the series is the question. Because we do, like, we, we tout ourselves as science-y, but we're not necessarily the most science-forward all the time. I mean, we're yes. doing fantasy academia, really. Um... Do you have a favorite scientific, most scientific I thing? Think I mean, I have mine, but it's, it's the moon. It's the moon, the moon, right? I did so much research going to the moon. I did so much research about like, and not just research on real world things, but research on how do I make this real world thing apply into D&D? How do I yeah. make radiation be a legitimate concern and then came up with well i guess it's radiant damage like that's the closest thing we can think of like radiant damage is in my in in indian doctorates radiant damage is radiation yeah it's a form of radiation marie curie Um, died because of uh, radiant damage uh and so like oh if you're on the moon is it going to be hot is it going to be cold oh it depends if you're in direct sunlight it's hot if you're in direct shadow it's cold like yeah. Um, how does gravity work? And even like, how far away is the horizon? Yeah. Because that was like, it's oh, it's on the horizon. How far away how is far the horizon? How far away is the horizon? Yeah. If the the moon has a smaller diameter than than the planet, like the the horizon is going to be closer. And yeah, there's all these things that that had to be scienced oh god sorry nvc's just sent me um the cursed image of all cursed <gasps> images 
sir. I spoke it into existence and it you happened. You spoke it into existence. I, <laughs> I will send it to you afterwards so we do not derail this entire chat. But like, oh, sir, okay. why? <laughs> I was expecting that to be a question, not just something that said cursed image and then it loaded in. Amazing. Oh, 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 oh. Great. Um, my, my answer was going to be, it, it's about the moon, but less about the moon. It does not start with M, Talera. I will... We were talking about NVC and and Kobolds and Gollum. It's fine. <laughs> don't, don't ask. Um, my favourite bit is actually working out how sound worked on the moon and communication oh, worked on the yeah. moon. Because I... Like, that's one of those things that I find fascinating. Got to be a like, giant moon crab. But, like... How do we communicate to the giant moon crab if speak with animals is what we need, but you to speak, you need air and there's no air. And so how do you communicate? And we ended I up basically had... using bone connect, bone conductivity. And yeah. it was mm-hmm. great. I think we, we had, I don't think it made it into the episode because we had quite a discussion about so like much. how would, how would spells work on the moon? Yeah. Like how would, was it shockwave or was it, um, what was the the? Uh, th- how did thunder wave work on the moon? Given that thunder damage is arguably pressure, uh, it's, pressure it's... and or sound. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, how does it work? How does shatter work? Yeah. Like we talked a lot about different spells because a lot yeah. of my spell list could well have just evaporated. Yes. Because we were on the moon. Yes. Uh, which I don't think was an intentional thing by Ben to hamstring no. me completely. No. Uh, but given that my spell list includes, um, I'm just, just going to pull up my spell list and see how many I would have actually lost because that's potentially, eh, potentially, um, mm. <laughs> that's a joke I've made too many times in mm. the podcast. Um, I think, yeah, I think there was definitely a number of spell, like people had questions for me, like, Hey, how would, would this work? Would this work? Would this work? And there was, there was definitely a conversation we had, which didn't make it into the episode just like rapid fire going through spells and abilities yeah. and like would this work would this work mm-hmm. and a lot of them i had to make calls for like on the yeah. spot and some of them i just said like we'll cross that bridge if we get to it like well, yeah like, so like I... and, and also it's things that your characters wouldn't know it's a to- it is yeah especially for your characters Which i think was so i think was it what was, was a hardest totally for me. alien environment it was a totally alien environment to them because the so moon is me. just different because uh, like there is an atmosphere, it's just very, very light. Yeah, I think I, I think I, like yeah, I said like thunder wave would just be super reduced power. Like it would be almost nothing. Because yeah. there, there is some atmosphere on the moon. It's just almost nothing. Yeah, I think um, to, to, to Lara, if you can fart on the moon, can't you thunder wave? Well, no, because farting puts something into the space, which arguably gets immediately dispersed because that's how vacuums work. Um, and spread out, but uh, Thunder Wave mm. requires things to run into other things, which, if things are too far apart from each other, is hard. Uh, mm-hmm. But like, if I just go down my spell list, well, Firebolt wouldn't work because fire doesn't work on the moon because it needs oxygen to go. Uh, Mage fire- hand, oh, yeah, like, but this is where it was like Firebolt is a mote of fire that you shoot out. Yes, but it would have to make it to the target, and it would yeah. go out before that. So then, um, like, it's not. It would. It would. The the range would be reduced. Like to, to basically where there's air, yeah. yeah. Um, Mage hand would be fine. Yep. Anything <laughs> with anything force is just arcane. Like it just does a thing. Yeah. Mage hand would be fine. Message would be fine. 
Minor illusion would be fine. Prestidigitation, it would depend on what it was. Because, like, I can light a candle, but then it's going to immediately go uh, out. So, I love prestidigitation. Minor wish as a basically an ability. Yeah. Uh, comprehend languages would be fine. Detect magic would be fine. Find familiar would be fine. Uh, Greece, we decided, would be fine because it was on a surface, as a, but it would evaporate more quickly. It had, um, uh, I've just forgotten the word, the thing that water does, where it's like surface tension, where it just like... Yeah, so it kind of things. clung, but it bubbled. Mm. Yeah. Ice knife was fine because it's an object. Mm-hmm. Just creating it and throwing it, yep. Magic missile was magical force, so yep. we were okay with that. Um, shatter, though, because shatter is a sudden loud ringing noise yeah. that causes things to break, mm-hmm. uh... It wouldn't work because it would stop once there was no. I think stuff. <laughs> I, I we didn't. I don't think we got into this conversation, but I think if you had cast it on somebody, yeah, it their body would, would have been would, screwed, but yeah, everything else would not. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like it wouldn't. You wouldn't be able to hit a group because the its point of origin would be the plant, the point where the magic starts, and yes. anything outside that point, there's not enough pressure to have shockwave yeah. work. Um, yeah. But shatter on an object or on a person, that would just like ring like a bell. It would be unpleasant. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, as has been asked in chat, like both the air pressure and when you drill down, would it pack the strength? And, yeah. So it, like, it's one of those things where you just thunder wave in the same way that those kinds of things where what it is is a sound wave. Mm-hmm. Sound waves in space are weird and they don't work basically because they're the matter that they're moving through is too dispersed um but i i like the question of how reverse gravity would work on the moon like would it be weaker and easier to save against i guess like if like yeah is falling damage as bad well no but if I, you're falling far enough you're still gonna get terminal velocity it's gonna hurt i don't think the save would change because no? the save is just the 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 caster influencing your person like how magic affects That's you fair. yeah um but its effect would be reduced like it would still flip gravity so uh you would have a gravity would no longer attract it would repel yes but That's fair. it would repel at the force that gravity is on the moon which is much less so you would still go floating away but you go floating away slower we sort of hand waved away a bit and we were kind of lucky i think that i was depressed at the time because, because potential would have like started like poking the edges of reality to start like finding well, the. Well, I think we would have had to work out a whole lot of stuff mm-hmm. in more detail if we um if we hadn't. Well, I mean, there there has been conversations with NPCs that want some NPCs want to go back to the moon. Yeah. Uh, and as the some of the foremost experts of being on the moon, certain academic adventurers might be invited to to be part of that uh, lunar exploration party. Look, you're going to have to do a lot of work, Ben, to convince my character that that is a good idea. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, There are not only four experts. There's just only, like, four of us within... Hand wavy distance, I think, is the uh, is the trick there. Um, Plus the NPCs that were there. Oh yeah, <laughs> you mean the ones we basically just ignored? <laughs> after 
after a point. Professor Kegstone. Yeah. Uh, I stand by what I said. Cobalt yeah. Caper Moon Edition is I I do not think would happen just because um, the Cobalts themselves, uh, because they are homebrew, are complicated enough for people who guessed. Yes. Um, it's not that we don't want to do it. It's that we do think quite a lot about, excuse me, hiccups, um, what is the thing that we want to throw a guest into, essentially. Um, also, I'd need to have a Cobalt Caper number that I could come up with a rhyme for something moon or luna or something. Because all of the Cobalt Caper titles just are apart, like, apart from Cobalt Caper 2, I mean, which is electric. Cobalt, 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 Cobalt Caper 7 or 11, you know, Go to heaven. Closer, closer to heaven, yeah. Like it, yeah, it's, it's there. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's mm. just, you know. Um, I think it, it. We are very careful with cobalt capers with res- with the respect of what is fair to throw potentially non science guests yeah. into. Given we already have an academic world, given we mm. already have, mm-hmm. um, yeah, all of the things that we do. It's yeah. It's it's a tricky. It's a tricky thing um, when we do guests guest spots to make sure that it is not yep. too complex a world for people to have to buy into, um, especially yeah. when the the four like the four of us who are the core cast have now got so much experience of how this world works. Throwing something extra in is sometimes a little bit mm-hmm. much. Yeah, a little bit much. But yes. Um, anyway, let me uh, jump back to that lovely spreadsheet that we have going with all mm-hmm. those the common room questions in it. Um, oh god, <laughs> this question mm-hmm. makes me cry inside. But I think mm-hmm. we are the best two people to answer it, Ben. Okay. What do you think is more powerful? Prestidigitation. Sorry, prestidigitation with its power to clean up anything, or glitter, which is provably cleaning resistant. That is the question. Question, I repeat, for chat while Ben thinks, and I'm going to put a poll in the chat. What wins glitter or prestidigitation? Okay, so so here's the thing about prestidigitation. Prestidigitation specifies that you can clean or soil like a, a foot, like a cubic foot at a time. Yes. Now... It says it's, it cleans it. If it says I have, instantaneously clean yes. or soil an object, yes. an object no larger than one cubic foot. If I have shoes that are covered <laughs> in mud, yes, and I use prestidigitation, yes, you would. It would be rational to say that the mud is removed from the shoes. Okay, sure. But I'm sure you could probably argue. What if I just clean the mud and the mud is now clean, like. I like it is mm-hmm. clean, but it is still covered in mud. Like, is the it, question is glitter something that can be cleaned? Is that is glitter, functionally? It, is that something the, that is yeah. cleaned up? Yeah. Is I is, mean, I guess okay. You, so if if you're picking the object and you're cleaning the things that are on the object, mm. uh, but if you said the same about the floor, right? Yeah. And you were cleaning up mud off the floor, mm-hmm. cleaning a carpet, you've got mud in it. Cleaning a, a cubic foot of the carpet is to take all the mud out of the carpet, right? So this is this is one of those is things. This, okay. Yeah, I agree. I agree, Paul. This is the most important question you have ever asked. 
So, and okay. one that I so, should have given you more time to answer, uh, so here's, chat, here's, here's it is thing. incredibly okay. important. I might even just put this in a Twitter poll later and yeah. just see what when people think. When you use prestidigitation... Um, sorry, an X, clean. an X poll. An X poll, my bad. Uh, it's, it's still going to be Twitter. It's, it's no. going to be Twitter forever. <laughs> um, uh, that's a whole different question. Um, so, okay. Prestidigitation doesn't specify what happens to the stuff that is causing an object to be dirty. Correct. It doesn't say if it disappears. It doesn't say if it's displaced to be put mm-hmm. somewhere else. It doesn't say... Glitter has won the poll. Two, uh, three votes to nothing, by the way. Mm. Uh, um, so I think... Okay, so it depends on your interpretation on what happens to the object, like the thing that is making something dirty. Mm-hmm. Um, arguably, you could say that it magically disappears... Because if you can magically make something dirty, you can magically soil something. Where does that come from? Like, if I choose to make something dirty, where does that dirt come from? Uh, yeah. Is it pulled from the reality and suddenly clumps there? Because uh, yeah. I, I, I'm sure you could you could easily flavor it. Like, I use prestidigitation, I clean, and the dirt flies off and lands on the ground around me. In which case, it's I mean, basically it doesn't, just like it a doesn't broom. say that. It, like the spell doesn't give you that specificity. Yeah, the um, spell itself does not give you that specificity. I think a DM would let you do that. Uh, yeah, but I think that the rules as written, it just makes it disappear. You and do understand, so, Ben, that you've just said that if the, that the, you think the DM would let you, and you've given me mm-hmm. the person who has prestidigitation and uses it liberally, mm-hmm. the potential power to cover some of your NPCs in glitter. You are aware. Prestidigitation is minor wish. Great. It is one of the most... You can make food taste however you want it to taste. You can heat yeah. things up. You can colour things. You can make little objects in your hand. Like, it is yeah. it is not particularly powerful, but it nope. is so incredibly versatile. Correct. I take it on every character I can. Yeah, pretty much. Um, it's so good. And I think... Because it magically, re- because it magically removes it... I think prestidigitation could remove glitter. Ooh. I, I'm going to take Talera's view on this. Uh, she's written in chat, you have to cast it as a ninth level spell to make it remove glitter. <laughs> so the question because is... Here's my here's my argument, is that um, once glitter... Like, mm-hmm. I apologise to those with little ears, but I'm you may have to explain what this means to, to if, like, if there are people with little ears listening. Um, glitter is the herpes of craft supplies. Mm. Um, you think it's gone. It's mm. not. So I would argue once there is glitter on something, the glitter is part of the thing. So you're not cleaning it. It's it's there forever. I think. It's just how much... Like, I vacuum... I have, I have had multiple rent inspections in my apartment. There is still glitter in my carpet. Mm. I vacuum regularly. There is mm. still glitter in my carpet. Like... There is a lot of spells that summon things or dismiss things or banish things Ah. and they often go to the astral plane yes or they come from the astral plane is that what stars are in the astral plane they're just glitter piles and piles of glitter possibly (laughs) when you use prestigitation to make things disappear make dirt and whatever disappear you are Mm -hmm. banishing that dirt to the astral plane at which point if you use clean uh, to clean glitter off of something you're maybe sending it to the astral plane this is also i want to point out 
the the limits of prestidigitation clean is unspecified. If I'm covered in paint, can I remove paint? If I'm covered in ink, can I remove ink? If I'm dirty, that's that's surely things that can be cleaned. If I'm covered in blood, prayer to digitation, I am suddenly clean. Yeah. What are the limits of it? If I... I mean, if I am covered that's down to a DM's in, decision, Ben. Yeah. So as, as my DM, what are mm. the limits of it? Because you are currently setting Kate's boundaries on prestidigitation right now. I hope you're aware of this. <laughs> I think the limits of prestidigitation for cleaning purposes, the limit exists uh, between being able to remove paint from your body and being able to remove uh, a objects you've strapped to yourself and called mess or dirt and does, and you want to banish i'm gonna say that's the limit exists in between there somewhere so like if you were to like i'm gonna strap all these all this evidence all this paperwork to me yeah and then i'm going to use prestidigitation to clean it off of me yeah i would say mm, i don't know about that that seems what if i tore it all up into very 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 tiny pieces like, mm-hmm. I don't know, glitter is, functionally. Yeah. And then prestidigitated the floor to clean up the mess I made. That would work. Great. Duly noted. <laughs> um, how fine do you do you chop up the body parts? to until it, It's no longer a body part, it is a mess, and then you clean. That's my question, Ben. How am I, like... Actually, no, I'm not going to ask you that question because I think you've thought about it for too long. I but also. Now. That's why I'm going. Yeah, that's why I'm going. That's what Unsaint Sermon is for, right? Yeah. Uh, just for those who are not aware, I've just shouted out science and sorcery in the uh, chat um, for those listening along uh, to the podcast afterwards. Uh, science and sorcery is another academia science-based TTRPG actual play. Um, they are based in the UK. They are vastly too far away. Uh, it's fine. Um, I have guested on a couple of their streams before and gotten up very early in the morning to do so. Uh, but do check them out. They are a wonderful bunch of beans um, and I will keep them forever. Uh, but yeah, I think, I, I, mm, yeah. yeah it, it depends. Like you would have to put in additional work in order to 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 rules lawyer your way into like using press digitation to try and dispose of a body. That's all right. I'm a rules lawyer for justice. That's what we do. Um, uh, you want it? You want to go rules as written? Okay. I'll mm-hmm. read the rules. Uh, it's way more Which fun. is interesting because like if, if you can, this is I'm going. I'm, if you can, uh, if you can destroy a cake enough so yeah. that it is in crumbs, and you use prestidigitation to remove the crumbs. Yes. Why can't you use prestidigitation to remove the solid cake? And the reason is the gods won't let you. So the gods refuse to let me destroy the evidence. Because there is a god of law and order and contracts, and they are the one. They are one of the ones enforcing things in the in the world. And like the the god of magic is lawful, Uh so she is like, nope, sorry, this the spell does this, and I'm not going to let you do it otherwise. Look, look, fine, ruin my fun. It's fine. Um, well, she's she's the god of of libraries as well. So yeah. I mean, god of knowledge. I mean, I have to. I love. I have to love her, right? Like she's yeah. the she's the god of libraries. There are reasons. I mean, look. One day people will realize why my character has to love libraries so much. Uh, it's in a name. What 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 what's in a name? 
so Ben, uh, I have a question from uh, one Daniel Kinnan for you. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a familiar name. Yeah. It's a familiar name. I don't know where mm-hmm. I know that name from. Uh, when you started this back in 2020, you would have roughly planned how you thought the overall story or character progressions would or might go. Yes. What and has then we happened? Spent, then we spent two years in the first two months of the... Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you uh-huh. know. Uh, uh-huh. What has happened in the story where you were like, I did not expect this to happen? Um, and then there's an ad- additional part uh, of the question, but I'll let you answer the first bit first. Because <laughs> um, I feel like, feel like, what did they do? Oh, my God. It's probably uh, a good place to start because yeah. I think we've done a whole bunch of stuff that Ben went, oh, God, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I recently have heard this excellent advice and it's I've yeah. been using it frequently, which is no plan survives encounter with the party. Nope. <laughs> Absolutely none. <laughs> we have um, talked our way out of so much, mm-hmm. to be very fair. The we have first, done a lot of work. No, not the first episode. I think the first episode... Ran as I intended it, like episode zero. Session, session, session zero, zero, yeah. Session zero uh, that we ended up releasing because we realized we kept referencing session zero. Yeah, good. <laughs> but it was also so good. It was such a good, like, first interaction playing with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like, the first arc where I had planned, a, like, a, like, a heist break into the chemistry lab mm-hmm. to steal the. Where we just didn't do it. <laughs> we were like, we can buy these things. Let's just go yeah. get them. Hang on, Ben, you you had two noble-born characters who have money. Why would we go day dot to steal stuff? Especially when Ross's to Harold's family have people who are in the city guard. Yep. Yep. Uh, And that's on me, not Mm -hmm. fully knowing your characters yet. That's bad. Um... Yeah, there have been a number of times where there have been a number of combats that haven't happened because you've talked your way out of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we we talked about it beforehand, but I didn't expect Potentia to take Raffi's uh, untimely end. Mm-hmm. So, so... Untimely end in inverted covers, yeah. Yes. Um, like... So hard. So hard, yeah. Yeah. And we talked about it, so I I, I understood, but I didn't yeah. like I I knew, but I didn't understand. I guess yeah. like I, I knew that like I, I knew from like a oh yeah okay I understand what's going to happen, but yeah. then it like it hit, and it just like kept hitting, and I was like oh oh okay oh, no. okay yeah, look, but then the other characters are gonna are gonna rally, and this is all gonna be fine. Nope. <laughs> Kate's depressed for six months of of episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's sort of uh, a core part of it, really, isn't it? That, like, the three of us had never played... Like, you had played a bit with Ross, if I remember correctly, uh, before, but... Nope. No, nope. never? Okay. Never. So, but, like, the three of us had never really played anything. Like, we barely knew each other at the start of Ross this. had played he a played. bit. played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he played in a magic- game that, that Debbie ran. Yes, which is correct. He, yeah. I think he still does he was a rogue in that campaign um mm. but i think it uh it shows in the early episodes that we don't know each other's playstyle um because and that we are all playing a slightly different game um mm-hmm. and i 
you know, I had a lot of behind the scenes conversations with you about how to keep potential in the party. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had, I had some conversation with Joe because Joe doesn't understand potential's point of view. Yeah. Joe as a person doesn't understand potential's point of view. Yes. I think it's fascinating. But that's a completely different story for a completely different time. Joe is such a wonderful bean that we are three episodes into ma- like three years into making a DN like a DD podcast yeah. and she still doesn't quite know how DD works. I love no, that. But that's perfect. Like we need someone like that so that when we do stupid things that are like very yeah. rulesy, that we can it's, be like, and this is how this works. It's so interesting, I think, as like a just like a micro case study on the th- mm. like on like three types of DD players, where it's like I'm going to play D&D. I'm just going to get like understand the rules and be kind of interested and know what's going on. No, no. That's <laughs> Ross. Ross is like he knows D&D. Oh. He 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 reads re- like recent articles and things, but he's not Oh, like, I don't even do that. No, no. <laughs> but no, like Ross Ross is very like technical, like rules lawyery, like mm. understands what's going on. Joe is like I just show up and I have fun. And yeah. like we love Joe. She's great. It's perfect. Uh, and then you are like, oh, I'm going to be in a, a D&D podcast? Okay. And then write thousands of words and backstory and go get onto other things and go get into other shows and, like, fully commit to, like, this is this well, is on. now a personality trait. <laughs> this is very- now part of who I am and will always be so. And, and I have dice and I have... <laughs> A stream set up behind me and I'm a moderator and all these things like you fully committed to this <laughs> no hang on to, to be slightly fair you I, sent it you were like 11 I, turn I mean, it all the way up I think, I think the thing to remember Ben is that by all rights I should have been a and d player for a long time absolutely and we've talked before about um yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and I've talked on the stream but about being gate kept out and the gates not being open so I don't think that's a I went full hard. I think it's just all of the years of not doing it just went, oh, now? The floodgates are open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the gate is not being kept anymore. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's that part of your personality. And I mean, you know, I'm an improviser and a performer and my sort of rule is that once you know who your character is, you can do anything mm-hmm. with your character. Like you can put them in any situation. You know what they're going to do. Like, for example, when someone dumps a whole bunch of information on you about how someone's not dead and then you just walk away and the DM goes, no, you have to stop her. And I go, no, they don't. Mm-hmm. I know where I'm going. Mm-hmm. I'm going to a very specific place on campus and I'm going to have a conversation with somebody. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to be them because they're not going to stop me. Like, you know, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I know what that is. And I think for me, a lot of the rest of it is I'm a performer first, right? Yes. So it's, it's less um, suddenly being part of it it's like oh a, a new group of performers in a different medium that i now get to know okay <laughs> cool they're also great let's let's go hang out with them i think um, like yeah, yeah. D for me i started with 3.5 yes which is a much did. more crunchy uh, i think crunchy is the technical system word. yeah much more rule intensive and mm-hmm. i played with people that were more combat focused more kicked yes. down the door some of them great role players yeah. Um, but we definitely had a much more combat focused game. Yes. And so I have, like, I was much more combat focused when I was playing. And we would run, like, marathon sessions and have, like, great times and great storytelling moments. And some of my, my, some of my funniest D&D moments are still with, tho- with those groups. Yeah. Like, a lawful good paladin who cannot lie because that's just something he's committed to his entire character life. 
being interrogated by an orc because they've been yeah. captured. And they're escorting a baby silver dragon who is currently shapeshift polymorphed into being a cat, just like hiding in one of their bags. And they're being interrogated. And the orc asks, we know you've got, you've got a dragon with you somewhere. Yeah. How? Like, tell us about it. How big is that dragon? And the paladin looks at me dead in the eyes and says, biggest dragon I've ever seen. <laughs> because it was a baby, but it's yeah. the only dragon Anyone he's ever, ever seen. seen. Not lying. Which, of course, is not a lie. And nope. just, like, amazing. Just an amazing moment. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's almost like D&D's good, Ben. <laughs> and random stuff happens in it yeah, that you exactly. can't control. Exactly. But, like, it was yeah. so good. Um, yeah, I have I have so many stories from old D&D like, games like that. Uh, yeah. But my favorite moments, the things that, like, stick with me are not, like, the big combat moments. No. It's not, like, for me, personally, it's not when, oh, I got that crit and I killed that monster. Yeah. And definitely for some players that I played with, that that was the thing that they loved the most. Of course, for yeah, For me, yeah. it was always the story moments. That, like, the things yeah. that made me laugh, the things that I remember the most. Um, or the times where they outsmarted me as a, as a DM. Well, I wrote an entire political campaign where they're going to go through these dwarven tunnels. And they're like, we have an airship. Why are we going to go through these dwarven tunnels? I'm like, oh, Ooh. no. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just gonna fly over everything. Like, ah, oh, right. Okay. I guess you can do that. Look, I mean, you've got to realize, like, you know, I've, I've said this to you, and I'm sure if people think about it, mm-hmm. uh, my character is just hoarding money so she can buy herself a bag of holdings. So mm-hmm. I just don't have to worry about how much of a quarter my character is. Oh, I should point out as well. <laughs> like, but I knew they had an airship. Yeah. But you just they didn't were, register they were, that. No, no. They were going basically across the North Pole through Dwarven Tunnels. And I had explicitly told them, if you fly this airship outside the tunnels, you're going to be in trouble. The tunnels are big enough for you to fly the airship through. The Dwarves have built this for, Mm. like, mass travel. And they're like, oh, we don't have to fly the airship through the tunnels because our airship can cast Gate once per day. So we're going to use Gate to travel to a different plane, spend one day there, and then use Gate to travel to the other place we're going to. And I was like, ah, I didn't oh, read this all the way through. Ben. I didn't think of that. Yeah. So I made yeah. sure that where they were traveling to to a different plane, I'm like, okay, this is the part I can control. You're, spe- you're spending one day in another plane. You're mine for a day. Yeah. I mean, I essentially gave uh, Ham the DM the same power over my character because I keep not being available. And so mm. I get bamfed to random places and have to go deal with that randomness. Yeah. But yeah. I, I think of like the the torment that I've put a particular GM through um, in the past because I play a ooze creature who has the best pun name I've ever come up with plasmoid? in my entire life. Like a no, plasmoid? No. no, no, no. This is uh, this is uh, teens in space. Uh, okay. uh, so this is Uzi Mandias or Mandy to her friends. Because I am terrible. There's something about Ooze characters that lend themselves. Her dad's to... name is Uzmodius. Uzmodius. <laughs> Susie Methuselah. Susie, Susie Methuselah. Yeah, but um, I, uh, my whole bit with her is that she just wants to be all the shapes, which means whenever we need a thing, I'm just like, cool. Can I try and be the shape? <laughs> so I've been like 
uh, speak, you know, the, the diaphragm on a speaker <laughs> to okay. make something loud enough. Mm-hmm. So I just mm-hmm. stretched out like Cassandra from Doctor Who. <laughs> like all these kinds of things. It's just like, what? <laughs> you just you just let me be all the shapes? Okay, I'm going to be all the shapes. Going to be all the you shapes. You opened the door. I'm going to do that. Um, but yeah, uh, the rest of that question, by the way, was if you're able to share without ruining potential future stories, which I'm aware me being here is, uh, is, is makes that tricky. Uh, what outcomes didn't happen because the story direction changed? Hit me with those alternate realities. Mm. Okay. Let me think on that for a bit. Yeah. That's fair. Um, uh, chat, don't forget that I am looking at chat for questions. I can see, uh, Paul, you've thrown something in there, so I will get to that momentarily. But I just wanted to remind everyone that we are taking questions from chat as well as the ones from the spreadsheet that I have. So please throw them out there. Um, I mean, alternate realities. I think there have been choices that characters have made that could have gone other ways. Oh, like uh, Potentia and Raymond? Yeah, Potentia and Raymond. I'm so screwed. I'm Um, so screwed. Or uh, Harold and the Elvish Mafia have had... Oh, yeah. Like, potential things that have happened. Um... Meredith and Mr. Red like that could have been different like she could have turned him down and that fight on the moon would have gone differently oh so differently um yeah there have been a bunch of times where where you've done things oh um I I was like there's this guy walking towards a cafe and you and Harold or potential yeah. like, or both spotted him walk like this yeah. person that that like and like he he's being menacing and he's like focusing on you, and then you oh, just the bit where we did absolutely nothing. You yeah. sat in the cafe still, and we're like, we're just gonna be real chill, and nothing's gonna happen. And then I was like, okay, I'm gonna fireball, fireball the yeah, yeah, Boom, in a cafe. I guess the thing is that I knew that was that something bad was gonna happen, but also I knew, and I think Ross and I both sort of sat in this of like, we know. Do our characters know that? Not really. So if, if our characters don't know it, then mm-hmm. I guess we um we don't know it. I think I think actually um, that moment is one that stands out as a moment where I like took the kitty gloves off and I'm like, okay, yeah, this is this is where this show is suddenly going to get very real for a moment. Yeah, as you have this villain character who is unafraid of doing bad things and just like I don't doesn't care about collateral it's just like nope got it I'm gonna take out these people Bang. yeah very that very much that I um which like I don't don't mind um I'm aware that like that's potentially incredibly dangerous for me uh but I think it I think it worked really for us um I mean there was there was like a there was a in the second arc where Bonin had gone missing yeah, and it was suddenly like a, oh, this this person's in danger. We have to go rescue them. And like, it, it's that same villain character, mm. but I think at that point, the reality of like what this danger could actually be hadn't really set in because you're all like, oh, we're going on an adventure. We're going to the, the underlibrary, having fun. Yeah. But like, yeah, the the moment where I I, I fireballed a, a cafe 
uh, yeah. was like, uh, oh, these people aren't holding back. These are these are villains. These are bad people. Yeah, and I think also for us, like at the time, we were university students. We uh. kind of hadn't, but like in terms of all we thought of ourselves as at the time mm-hmm. was university students. Like now. The others are fully-fledged members of the Adventurers Guild. I have an honorary membership that I didn't ask for, but here we are. Um, you know, we we have these bigger-than-ourselves connections where, like, before when that happened, we were just arguably university students being like, this is all a bit much, um, which is a different mm-hmm. way to, uh, to, to perform, I guess. Um, yeah. In that sense. Yeah, I think up until that point, the idea that there was this mysterious group of people out there doing nefarious things was like, ooh, okay, we're going to have to think about that later. And then suddenly it was like, bang. Yeah. Oh, these people are out there and they're doing things. And yeah. we need to, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, what we might do, Ben, is we might just take a couple of minutes break so that the two of us can stand up and stretch and then we'll come back because I do have a couple more questions. Uh, for us after the break. Uh, we'll also probably take this opportunity when we um, are cutting episodes together for audio listeners to cut here and then come back after the break <laughs> with the following week. Yes. Um, but do uh, just remember that you can still whack uh, questions in the chat. I am taking them from there. Um, and we also still have our little surprise thing to tell all of you, which we will do um, when we come back. 